In the next few minutes, I'm going to outline my professional learning development plan, focusing on the four critical lenses of reflection, as well as on the Clifton Strengths Analysis Test. I'm going to talk about what I'm going to do going into field four, and then what I'm going to do following that in my first few years of teaching. So during my practicum, I engaged with a wide variety of students teaching grade nine and 20-2 English. One class that had a huge impact on me and allowed me to engage really closely with a group of six students was my grade nine leveled literacy intervention English class. In the class, we focused on introducing text through comprehension and vocabulary exercises and allowing students to focus on how to approach reading and teaching them about which parts of information to engage with first. I found this really helpful as my Clifton Strengths results indicated that I'm a strategic thinker. And so as a strategic thinker, I often look at the bigger picture and focus on the philosophy of the text or the broader picture, which a theory lens can provide. But sometimes I forget to focus on the basic understandings and breakdown points of textual analysis. Since these students were reading and writing at a lower grade level than their peer group, I had to really focus on what they needed on that micro level, and it was really helpful, especially within the context of a short nonfiction novel in a 50-minute period, which is what the structure of their class was. And so this connects really well with the first lens of Brookfield's approach, which centers around focusing on the specific needs of students, which also connects to Helen Timberley's research on student inquiry. So Timberley focuses on the idea that it's important to adapt teaching to the context, of student individuals, especially those who are performing at a lower level. So she says, when profiles of student achievement are well understood, teachers inquire into the knowledge and skills they need to become effective in addressing the learning needs of individuals, particularly those not achieving as well as others. In connection with this, Brooklyn su Brookfield suggests that an important part of student inquiry and focusing on the students first is asking for feedback from students. So in an effort to do this during practicum, I often asked my LLI class what they thought of a lesson and I had them write down points that they thought would be good to focus on for the following lessons. But as a part of my professional development growth plan overall, I would like to incorporate anonymous student feedback in my larger classrooms so that I can truly fine tune and adapt to the learning needs of students as perceived by the students themselves and obviously incorporate that with what I observe as well. So in an effort to focus on student needs in the classroom, I plan to incorporate these smaller vocabulary exercises and comprehension in as buzz activities at the start of my lessons during novel study units in practicum four. So I'm taking my personal experience and I'm using it to inform my practice, knowing what I know about myself and my strength areas. So this will help my LLI students as they engage with the larger class environment, as well as be part of an inclusive strategy to focus on the learning needs of those in the class who might be struggling to break down the novel as a whole. And it will help ameliorate some of maybe my weaknesses in potentially overlooking students that don't engage the same way as I do. Um, so the second lens that Brookfield focuses on is colleagues' perceptions. He suggests that having a critical friend group to give you real and honest insight into your teaching methods gives you a more complex perspective that allows you to adapt more reflectively. So as part of my plan, I'm going into my next field experience um, knowing that I want to engage with the peer group that I've set up during my education program. So this group has allowed me to share lesson plans, practice lessons, and ask advice. And I found it extremely useful because I get to engage with both English specialists and also other faculty specialists, which helps me think in a more defamiliarizing and creative manner 
as well as get more confidence as I adapt my lessons and I get a variety of sources um, throwing ideas at me. So this will help me see my teaching practice from multiple angles, hopefully, as I get feedback from my critical friends, which Brookfield references when he says that you need to be able to see yourself from unfamiliar angles. So I also am planning in the next couple of years to join a faculty group at my school that involves teachers from multiple faculties. There's one at my practicum school and they share resources and sometimes watch each other's lessons. If there's not one in the school that I end up at, I will make an effort to reach out to other members of the school or I will find some mentors within the school and ask them if they would be willing to allow me to watch some of their lessons, have them watch some of mine and maybe collaborate with them once a month on a lesson plan. So the third and fourth lessons of Brookfield's work are personal experiences and research and theory. I'll be focusing on personal experiences because that is an area I need to work on. For me, whenever I got anxious during practicum, I found I would fall back on theory and not focus on personal experience, which um, was just something I did because I felt uncomfortable. So I would close myself off. However, there were many times that I actually found that telling an appropriate story or anecdote to students helped more with the engagement in their learning instead of me focusing on like a theoretical framework to adapt to a lesson. So for instance, I had students in one class present information to partners um, summarizing the novel that we were working on. So they had to teach their partner about it. And then I helped a group that was really struggling and I started talking about my own personal experience in struggling sometimes in teaching in thinking that I know a subject more comprehensively than I do or thinking that I have the communication skills to present that information and then realizing through trying to explain something to someone else that I maybe don't know it as well as I think I do or I need to practice those communication strategies. They really engaged with this well and I think it helped them break down some of their own confidence barriers. So it really connects to Bambino's article where he talks about the importance of learning how to confirm assumptions and focus on strengths. And I think I need to look at my strengths and where I really connect well with students and incorporate that into my teaching more. So as part of my plan, I'm going to break down some of my confidence barriers, barriers so that I can be more vulnerable. I'm going to do this by setting specific goals so that I can get engage more personally and authentically, and then I'm going to make that part of my self-assessments for lessons. So for my lessons, I will be reflecting on how my personal engagement and what of myself is helpful and effective in student learning, as well as what from the theory and what from my actual lesson plans is helpful. So as part of my longer term plan, I also plan to join the English specialist group as part of the ATA. I think this will help fill in some knowledge gaps that I have about certain points in history and certain texts. And this also connects to the idea that Fullen and Hargraves talk about in their 2016 article, where they say it's an important part of teaching to be both autonomous and exist within a collective. So I think that they're right. One strengthens the other. So I'm going to try and join the specialty faculty, sorry, specialist ATA membership group so that I can do both. Thank you.